This is the Intentional Disruption Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Demo, and I'm recording on Easter Sunday completely without a script, without notes, but with what I feel is a very timely and impactful message based on events of the last week. You see, I'm currently in process with four separate projects. In addition to my standard work with my consulting clients, uh, two of them business acquisitions, two of them are startups that I'm helping to facilitate. Along with that, my wife has been pregnant and on the 19th, we were expecting to be delivering our baby girl, Bria. And what I wanted to talk about is how some of the intentional conversations that I had with my son, who is going to be turning two in just a couple weeks, ties directly in with how I'm operating the acquisition and startup processes within these businesses and also how that process can apply to your business. So it's a unique way, one could say, to get to that point, but it's a very interesting conversation to have. See, the reason that I mention this is, as I record this, it is April 17th, again, Easter Sunday, and (laughs) downstairs I have the most amazing and beautiful little girl um, taking a nap with her mom, which, for those that have a good grasp of time, means that things didn't go exactly the way that we planned, and in business, That happens quite often as well. But what you find is the intention and the process that you put in place now is going to determine the outcome when things do not go the way that you want, which in business happens quite regularly. So with that as a preface, what are the conversations that I had with my son Ryan that enabled this process to, at least so far, go as smoothly as it did. So the conversation comes up often about what happens when you bring home baby number two. And I've heard a bit about this. And to be frank, I've had some consternation around, dear Jesus, what's that going to look like? Because One of the things that I consider myself to be elite at is being a father to my son. I put a lot of intention into shaping and guiding the frame that he sees his world through. Whether it's our nightly ritual of going to bed and discussing honor, love, and appreciation, the specific, not things that he did, but the character traits that he expressed, I guess is the best word for it, throughout the day. 
the things that are actions towards a goal, not necessarily goal accomplishment. So I consider myself to be very top tier with that because I consider that among everything else to be the most important job that I have on this planet. And that intentionality is a lot of what this conversation today is going to be about. See, I've heard a lot of horror stories from my friends about when you bring the kid home and the older kid who's used to getting all of the attention, love, and affection all of a sudden sees their parents holding another child. And I saw a preview of this a little while back when my brother-in-law came over with his daughter. And I saw how Ryan responded to my wife holding another baby, which, to say the least, wasn't awesome. Uh, He very specifically asked my wife to put down the other child because that's his mommy and his mommy is supposed to love him. So I had to start to disassociate the feeling that he had of connectedness only being with mom and only for him with the fact that we have the capability and capacity to love in a much broader context. So I started to have these conversations with Ryan around my experience as a big brother and the roles and responsibilities that are associated with that. During our nightly conversations, I would talk to him about what it was like being the big brother to my two younger brothers and the guidance and leadership in a lot of ways that I presented for them because of various family situations and walking him through in a pre-framing conversation when X happens, you're going to be excellent at this because you already understand Y capability. And I would talk to him about the amazing things that he's going to be able to teach to lead to inspire his baby sister, Bria. And that's not a conversation that you can have just once and it sticks. You know, if you look at it from the marketing frame, you need at least seven impressions to get recognition. And I've been doing this for months at this point. The consistent enabling mindset that you're going to be fantastic at this thing that is coming and helping him to conceptualize, which God only knows the fact that I'm having these high-level conversations with somebody that's not even two. God only knows how that gets absorbed. But my son seems to have a capability to understand and process. He has a, a natural intellect, I guess you would say. So instead of dumbing it down, I'm explaining it in the same words that I'm using with you. Does that mean that I'd have to repeat it a couple more times for it to potentially impact? Yeah, for sure. But that's the way to allow him to start to fully understand the process. 
So fast forward to Wednesday of last week. At three in the morning, uh, Lauren began to show. And for those that have not had kids, that's a very interesting thing to have happen. And we had to get to the hospital, which was 40 some odd minutes away. So 3.30 in the morning, uh, we make the call to my mother-in-law. Hey, you need to come over because Ryan, we need to be watching him. She gets here around 4 o'clock. Call it 5 o'clock. We are at the hospital. And the baby's delivered before 7 in the morning. Baby wasn't scheduled to come until the 19th. So there were a lot of things that needed done that didn't get completed. I was still in the process of tidying and sorting out the guest room, leaving food for my mother-in-law to have while she was here. Ancillary things that would make the process smoother. But that was all planned for the next week, not the day that it happened. So what what do you do? And that's where the process comes into play. That's where the foundation that you laid months in advance begins to reap its benefits. And that's what happened in this case too. So my mother-in-law watched our son. We went to the hospital. We did what needed done. And yesterday was the day that we came home. Now, concerns about that process, very naturally, are the kids going to feel a lack of love. They're going to feel there's something different. Change is very hard for us as adults, more so when you're a child and you don't have that full comprehension of the events that have occurred. So what do you do? you take a leadership role and help them through that process. So when my son, when I brought our baby inside, let him get acquired, see the child sitting in the little carrier, not me holding the child specifically, but the baby is present. And he got a little bit weird about it. Can't say I blame him. It's, a very big paradigm shift. But then I took him up to my office and we had a snack together and we talked and we hung out. And it was critically important for him to see that while there is a shift in responsibility, our relationship had not changed. And that doesn't mean that he didn't act a little bit weird, that does not imply that everything went smooth sailing. There was work to do. He had some responses, started acting out, not in a really bad way, but like they talk about there's a little bit of a regression. And think of your employees if you're ever away when it comes to that regression. It's probably similar. So these things happened, and it was totally cool. But it made sure, even on day one, to invest the time with him so that he understood that he was loved, honored, and appreciated. I still made sure that as I was home, 
I did the nighttime ritual with him that I always do to let him know that there's continuity in the process, even if there is change in the situation. And this morning at breakfast, because I make breakfast every morning, he actually said that he loved his baby sister, which distinctly got me in the feels. So let's talk about that story and how does it relate to your business? You see, everything that I just talked about was from a fatherhood frame, but whether you're a man or a woman listening to this podcast, the ownership role in a business, the founder, CEO, in the traditional sense, please don't at me with, you know, women can be leaders too, the executive role in a lot of ways is the father role. You're the vision, you're the person that is projecting what success looks like in the future, setting the path. There's a lot of the feminine side to that role as well when it comes to the empowering of others to achieve those goals. So don't worry, both sides are included. I would honestly say that my parental style has as much of the feminine energy as it does the masculine which is servant leadership at its core. So as the leader of your organization, have you been able to pre-frame what success looks like? And I ask this because to move into the true CEO role, instead of being the highly compensated self-employed person that most business owners are, you need to be able to pre-frame what success looks like, and lay the foundation now for how people should react and respond in your absence or in times of adversity. And that's how having conversations about parenthood, bringing another child into the world, tied directly into business. It's a similar process if you're doing it call it the right way. I know there's many ways to do everything, but that's a lot of what the process has to look like is being able to pre-frame intent and enable the process so that people can, of their own accord, act in accordance with your will, even when you're not there. So I hope this was a valuable tool for you. It was Beneficial for me to be able to talk through what that process looked like. And I hope that you're able to take that lesson and apply it inside of your business to be as successful as you can while not having to be consistently present in your business.